Welcome to Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Hello everybody. How you doing today? I'm feeling much stronger this week, so I'm very excited to be here today. Uh, if you're just tuning in for the first time, I am Senior Master Craig Greca. I am a 6th degree black belt in the Universal Martial Art and a 5th degree master in the Taekwondo Martial Art. And we're here today to discuss all the teachings and trainings inside the Karate Kid universe. And boy, is it shaping up to be a cool universe, okay? Um, they're, it's getting cooler and cooler every single time. Uh, with the uh, fourth season of Cobra Kai Netflix series uh, filming right now in Georgia, uh, we're very excited to see what they're going to turn out. So, um, we start off today in the Karate Kid movies um, with um, throughout all of the movies as well as the Cobra Kai show um, it shows Mr. Miyagi uh, having Daniel come into his workshop to trim bonsai trees and um, one of the things that I think a lot of people miss on this uh, part is that Mr. Miyagi has him come in to um, test him, basically. He's, he's, he's there to test him. And uh, he has uh, Daniel sit down with a bonsai tree, and he tells him to imagine, uh, you know, and uses strong visualization skills to uh, create a picture in his mind and to sit down and do it. And you think about it, how many kids these days can do that? Okay, it was a test to see if Daniel was mindful. Okay, so if Daniel was mindful, then Mr. Miyagi would say that it was a uh, not a waste of time to teach Daniel karate. Um, and um, you know, maybe if he had not done such a great job, we may have a different story. Uh, but of course, it's a movie. Then, of course, uh, Daniel does the same thing with Robbie. Okay. Now, one of the things that, one of the mistakes that I see in Daniel's teaching is that um, Robbie wasn't really getting it. Uh, Daniel was focusing on a little bit on the visualization skills, less on the mindful skills. And he was uh, using it as a goal setting um, platform. And I think that he may have done wrong by him, by not making him earn it enough, you know, the way Mr. Miyagi was with him. But we shall see as the seasons developed. That's one little tiny flaw that I saw. But anyways, uh, we have a, another movie reference today. Um, this is a movie that came out recently. It is a lot like um, the movie Bloodsport. Um, it's just the female version. It's called Lady Bloodfight, okay? And I like the movie for many reasons, um, but the teacher um, inside the movie talked about, um, to her student, she talked about Satipathana. Okay, I think I said it right. Satipathana. Okay. And um, so I looked it up, of course, to see what that meant, but I kind of already knew what it meant anyways. Um, but it is a Buddhist practice. Okay. And the literal translation is Fountain of Mindfulness. Fountain of Mindfulness. 
And inside the movie, once again, the teacher is testing to see, you know, if the student has mindfulness. And we'll go into that a little bit more later. But in looking at this Buddha practice, um, Buddhist practice, one of the things that I, I noticed, I, I read a lot of little things. Sometimes uh, it can get kind of convoluted. Uh, one of the things that I do in our martial arts studio here is I try to bottom line things. Now, sometimes people think bottom line things means I'm oversimplifying things. And, you know, and later on we'll talk about the details and in, in, uh, techniques and stuff. But just to kind of get this, um, this summary here, uh, the fountain of, of mindfulness is a, a way of getting rid of all the distractions around you. And I use this a lot when I'm teaching classes here, okay? That um, I'll see a student and they'll focus on something else, like the need to go pick up a ball all the way across the studio instead of doing their push-ups, you know? Or the need to um, focus on the door opening or the need to focus on um, something that's com completely unrelated to what they're doing right then and there, okay? To be present and to remove extra distractions from around you, okay? And that's basically what uh, Satipatthana is, which leads me up to our topic today. Our topic is mindfulness. This is a really big topic, one that I use a lot, okay? Uh, in searching for my personal history on this, in my own mindfulness, and I know a lot of it comes from martial arts, uh, my martial art instructors over the years, um, but it also comes from, um, I call it from my mother as well, okay? Um, mindfulness that I got from her is that um, there's two different, in, in the Bible there are two different types of people, okay? In the Bible they use uh, the females as reference, there's two different types of females, two different types of um, people, because you can apply this to, to, to guys too. So uh, just the names aren't that great. Um, you're either a Mary or you're a Martha. Okay, so a lot of times people use that they can write whole books about that. Um, if you're a Mary or if you're a Martha. Okay, now in the Bible, uh, Mary um, was praying with Jesus and um, uh, she's doing more of the admin type of behavior. Okay. And Martha was running around doing everything, preparing the meal and everything else. And she was getting mad at Mary because Mary wouldn't help her. Now this isn't, um, so then it comes up to the two different uh, um, types of people, which are you a Mary or you're a Martha, okay? Now my mom is a Martha because she always did everything else for everybody else, okay? Never anything for herself. Um, the details that she put into birthdays when we were growing up, and even as we got older too, um, the birthdays that we had at our home were always very special and thoughtful. It was her sensitivity that made me who I am today. Okay? So that sense of mindfulness comes from her uh, to make sure that you um, have those details in order to make someone feel special. So, um, moving on from there, the work task. Okay, now... Every single podcast that we do, we focus on a work task of some kind. Um, sometimes it's very specific, um, like uh, clean the pool or mow the lawn. Uh, but today's work task is any remedial task that needs to be done 
as part of a household or business or organization, okay, like a church, okay? So any remedial task that needs to be done, okay? Now this could be like washing a car or maybe cleaning all the counters and, and desktop and surfaces, uh, cleaning the floor or sorting stuff, okay? It doesn't have to always be about cleaning. It could be about sorting stuff, okay? It's a task that people don't like to do but needs to be done, okay? Now, in the movie Lady Blood Fight, the teacher, one of the things that she does is she, she um, sends out, like, it doesn't show it in the movie, but she sends out some kind of ad advertisement to come and sweep or clean her temple, okay? So all these ladies keep on showing up, okay, to get paid, okay, to sweep her temple. So they show up, and then she basically tests them again. Okay, uh, to see how they sweep her temple, how they clean it up. You know, um, one of the um, one of the ladies goes in there and has a pair of headphones on, and she's like, you know, k-popping it up, and she's singing and dancing around as she's sweeping the floor. And that's not someone a distracted person like that is not someone she's looking for, or someone is doing a really bad job. That's not who she's looking for. Or when someone came in and started complaining right away. And she just handed him the money and said, uh, it's all done, thank you. You know, because that's not what she was looking for. She was looking for someone um, that has mindfulness. And mindfulness, that's a lot to say, mindful enough, uh, mindfulness enough to train, okay? Because she was looking for a champion, okay? So, um, you know, one of the things I wanted to, to talk about today is the... Um, in the martial art industry, one of the things that's kind of different is is that in the older days of martial art training, um, the student always sought out the master. Okay, so the student always sought out the master to see, you know, um, to try and train with them because they they've heard them by reputation or by by uh, results that they've had. And they want to be a part of it. So a lot of times the master would test the prospective student to make sure that they were a good fit, you know, that they were, um, you know, a good candidate for their teachings. Okay. Um, one of the things bad about the martial art industry these days. Okay. And I, I fall victim to this as well. Everybody can say they don't, but they do. Okay. Is that what happens is is that when someone comes into your studio and they flash the green, you take them as a student, okay? That's not always the best way to teach, okay? In previous, you know, I've been teaching for 35, 36 years. In previous uh, studios that I've taught at, we were checking them out as much as they were checking us out, okay? And some people took offense to this, you know? That I wouldn't, that I was checking them out, you know, not, you know, like to see if there would be a good fit for our studio. It's true though, you know. Um, I even had, I mean, I, I tried to time timeline this too much, but I've had students recently that have come into the studio and they just weren't a good fit, you know. Um, they were never going to be a good student, and they were going to be a lot of trouble a lot of times. So um, sometimes you just kind of, kind of get rid of the cancer and just focus on. Um, a nice teaching environment, you know, 
And to be honest with you, I'd like to go back a little bit to the older way of doing things, okay? Because that makes people appreciate, that makes people earn it a little bit more so that they're not just trying to survive. You know, from a martial art perspective, we have rent and everything else, so we're trying to survive. Uh, especially during these hard economic times, we're trying to survive. Um, so we're just trying to keep the doors open, and that's hard. So sometimes you have to do things that you don't really want to do uh, because of that. But I would love to get back to the older way of doing things and to teach the students that really want to be taught, okay? Because that, as a teacher, that is the most rewarding thing that you can do, you know? Um, when you have students that come in, uh, like, for example, most of my students right now, you know, most of my students, I'm generally happy with uh, how things are going, you know? Um, I like their development. They're cool students. Um, they're devoted, and they um, want to learn, you know? So, um, you know, I'm pretty happy with that, that I have a devoted bunch of students that are willing to learn, you know, and I'm, of course I'm going to push them to learn even more, okay? But this concept of mindfulness, it's not enough just to do a work task, but to do it in a complete and thorough and careful way, okay? So you can use this work task um, to help develop your martial arts skills. Okay, so for example, when I mop the floor of the studio, I wanna make sure that I get every inch of the studio and also get in the corners too so that I have a really clean and thorough environment. When I do that, I feel more at peace with my studio and I feel like we, are, we have a nice place to be, okay? And um, you guys should do that with every work task you do, no matter how remedial it is, okay? So now, moving on to the martial art practice. This is what everybody wants to hear, okay? Martial art practice of it. Martial arts benefit a lot from mindfulness because it's all in the details, okay? Some people these days, some kids, think that all they have to do is kind of go um, as hard and as fast as they can and somehow it'll be effective, okay? Because in movies, they make things look that easy. Okay, And one of the things that I tell people is that when you see someone in a movie, a celebrity, they, when, when I was in California, they are working out two hours a day to maintain their physical appearance. Then they're doing an hour of martial art training every day to make sure that their martial arts skills look good for the movie. Sometimes they do even more than that. Okay. Uh, it was rumored that um, Jessica Biel in the movie Trinity, uh, Blade Trinity, that she did two hours of workout every day, one hour of martial arts, and one hour of bow and arrow archery shooting every day. So she did four hours of exercise every day to get ready for that role. Okay? So um, it is all in the details to have effective, efficient, and non-wasted motion in your martial arts, okay? So one thing you could do is you can do this thing I call in class, it's a game called Frozen Punches. And what you do is you take your punch and at the end of your punch, you freeze it, okay? And you hold it out there, okay? So you, 
have there with your extension of your punch and you hold your arm out there so that you can correct your target area. You can focus on the punch. You can keep your eye contact on the punch, okay? And you can check out your form, okay? Now you could also do this, instead of just fast and frozen, you could also do this slow punch as well. It achieves the same kind of thing. Now at home I recommend you do about 10 on each punch so that you can get more effective on it. Now also too, you can take some of your higher punches and you could also apply that as well to improve your coordination, improve your precision, and improve your targeting. Okay, now um, another one is the balance or slow kicks. Now, I wrote front kicks down here, but that applies to any kick. Okay, so you can do a balance kick. And a balance kick is when you take, like, for example, a front kick, front leg, and you pull it back, take your kick, and then you kick and follow through and hold it up after you're done. Okay? Now, the reason why I say that for you, you can't hold it at the target zone just like you do for the punches. It is a little bit harder to do because kicks or legs are heavier, and it can put more strain on your lower back uh, for adults if you're not used to it. Okay? And you can do that with your dip, all the different kicks. Um, you could also do the kick slow. So sometimes doing the kick slow may be a little bit easier because you can take it, put it through its motion, and not have to hold it, putting strain on your body. Okay? Now you could do that like 10 kicks on each of your legs that you're doing. So if you're doing the front kicks as an exercise, because it's the first kick, you can do that. And then you could take... Uh, one or two kicks of your choice and do the same thing like the side kick or the swing kick or the reverse swing kick Basically any kick that you're having trouble with Okay Now you can do this as a balanced exercise But you can also do it slow and holding the handrail as well to improve your form Now One thing that uh, you can do in your martial art practice to create mindfulness or to enhance your mindfulness is to focus on one aspect of the technique at a time. So for example, um, and I wanna do this more in the classroom, I haven't done it as much lately, so I need to get back to it, but um, for example, on the punches, to focus on the hip drive, okay? So in your, your basics, patterns, and speed drills, you can focus on hip drive, and not just say, focus on it, but actually, you know, make sure people are accountable um, to doing the hip drive in every single punch. Because when you put your core into it, you get a lot more power. You could also do the same thing with the plantar flex, okay? Or the knee flip, okay? So then make sure that you're flipping your knee properly on all the kicks. So by focusing on one aspect of the technique, focusing it over and over and over again, you can try to integrate that particular aspect into your technique so you don't forget about it each time you do it. Now, the last thing about the martial art practice is strong targeting, okay? Now, you can do a technique um, slow, focused, and when you're mindful, you're alert, and you have strong eye contact, okay? So the students that watch me in class, when I take my punch, I'm looking at my punch. I'm not looking around the studio, okay? Um, also, too, by having strong targeting, 
you're also going to be able to see things in faster motion because you're going to train your eyes to do so. Okay, uh, By doing it more and more, you're going to be able to see what little things you're doing wrong when you punch or kick fast. You'll be able to see those little changes. But that comes with time. That comes with time of doing the techniques in front of your face. That, that goes with time of being focused, alert, and having strong eye contact when you do your techniques. Okay, And I can think of one student in my studio that could use a big dose of the eye contact. Okay, In fact, all little kids can. So, But anyways, um, one of the things that, um, that we do here is um, in order to fully learn karate of any kind or martial arts, you have to unlearn your misconceptions about what constitutes training. It's not just all about the big studio and you're handed a sheet of paper that has your curriculum on it and you come to class, you spar, you break boards. That's not all martial arts is, okay? You can learn martial arts through everything you do in your life, okay, if you're dedicated. And you don't have to be a martial artist, okay? For example, um, the system of martial arts helps you to get better at anything that you want to do, okay? So if you want to get better at dancing, or if you want to get better at volleyball or baseball, you know, you can use the principles of martial arts to get better, okay? By identifying the elements and working on those elements separately and then putting them together as a whole, okay? Um, today's secret word, today's secret word or phrase has a little bit of an explanation to do, okay? The phrase usually goes lately as the devil's in the details, okay? But I don't like that one, okay? That's not what it used to be called. What it used to be called is God is in the details, okay? I think that they tried to get some alliteration there with the D and the D, and people changed it over the years, or things just switched from being Christian to being something else. But God is in the details, and that means that you're going to work thoroughly and carefully in everything you do so that you can uh, be successful in uh, being a complete human being. So the secret phrase today is God is in the details. Now, um, remember that the reason why we're here for is to learn martial arts through everyday work, thus creating life, increased productivity, and a better world. I hope that you guys enjoy your day and enjoy your week. And remember, this is Karate Kid Master Dojo. This is Master Craig. Take care, everybody. Have a great day. Bye-bye.